0: are in our 30s and we just had meatloaf for dinner. Hi everyone, my name is Jordan Reed
1: and I'm Lindsay Reed.
0: And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff.
1: Each week we talk about things like urban legends, meatloaf, cryptozoology.
0: Uh, what else? Asparagus?
1: <laughs> Murder stories?
0: Ooh, okay, now you're switching it up. I am. This is good. Oh no um we have meatloaf again i guess
1: anything spooky related
0: that is true meatloaf isn't very scary but it's also just kind of a weird shape so anyways each week since the dawn of the dawn of meatloaf
1: the dawn of dawn
0: since the dawn of dawn the our person f- our friend dawn and the soap Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to get the meat for the meatloaf and I will go get the egg for the meatloaf. And then we reconvene inside of our home in the middle of the woods and we discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Meatloaf, the food, (laughs) because it's really good.
1: Then I will dedicate my portion of the show of Meatloaf, the singer. Okay. We saw him in real life.
0: We saw him in real life, yeah. I guess he's being, I've heard a rumor that he's being a butthead recently, and I don't, yeah, I think he's just old and kind of a, maybe a little bit of a butt.
1: Well, his name's Meatloaf.
0: <laughs> yeah. So with a name like Meatloaf, you gotta be kind of a butt head. It's,
1: I mean, I guess it turns on you after a while.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever. Well, hey, we are recording today on zero two zero two two zero two zero. Weird. So today is a palindrome day. It's the same forward as it is. Backwards.
1: That's creepy.
0: It is. And I think this is the first time this has happened in... Uh, I Okay, so I'm either... I'm going to say both because one of them's correct.
1: At least a couple weeks or so.
0: <laughs> at least a few. <laughs> at least a few weeks. Yeah. I, I want to say it's either... Okay, the one I was going to say 900 days, I know that that's incorrect. So I think this is like the first one in 900 years or something like that. Yeah. Which is wacky
1: and not tacky
0: no not really
1: well it could be i guess i don't know that's
0: a little tacky like kind
1: of ha- tacky well i it's the, the the whole are we 30 and uncool yeah oh well
0: hey this is not spooky but i have uh, a list of some interesting palindromes i just wanted to run past you really quick yeah okay one of my personal favorites go hang a salami i'm a lasagna hog
1: i've heard that yeah, yeah i
0: like that one a lot I don't um, like
1: that one. Why? Because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Go hang a las... Wait, go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog.
1: <laughs> yeah, when do you put... Who puts salami in their lasagna?
0: Well, I don't think you do. You go hang it up outside. Go because hang Because that- you're going
1: to have lasagna?
0: Because, yeah, you want to keep that away from your lasagna. Okay, So you're about to have yeah. lasagna. Uh, You might like this one, Evil Olive.
1: Yeah, that one's pretty cool.
0: Taco Cat. No. Okay, don't like Taco Cat.
1: It's... I don't know.
0: Uh, what about this one? Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegram.
1: What? <laughs> uh,
0: Marge Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegram.
1: What's lets Nora?
0: Oh, like her friend Nora. She lets Nora see. Oh, oh Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegrams. So maybe. Ah. Marge is being bad. And so getting... don't
1: tell Marge your secrets.
0: Yeah. Well, no, don't tell Sharon your secrets.
1: Oh, this is too confusing.
0: Okay, it is. Um, uh, That one's really confusing. There's one with like 50 names. Mr. Owl ate my metal worm.
1: What metal worm?
0: Just mine. My metal worm.
1: I guess we have metal straws now. You can have metal worms, I guess.
0: Okay. That one's not good. That one's not good. Tangy Nat. That one's not very good. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, Wet rare paper art. Ew. Uh,
1: That one's... uh, I like Evil Olive still.
0: Was it a car or a cat I saw? That one's pretty good.
1: That's kind of creepy.
0: Never odd or even. That's one. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. So those weren't really funny. I was just interested in how many palindromes there are. And there's, I guess, more than a few.
1: Yeah, I didn't (laughs) realize actually there was so many.
0: Yeah, and I think there's like way more. But those ones were like... Listed as the quote-unquote best palindromes.
1: Now, do they have palindromes in other languages? Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, right? But, like, they would be a whole new list of things.
0: I've never... Okay, Because so, you'd
1: have to say them in the other language.
0: Yeah, and then spelling... Okay, well, let me, uh... What's, like,
1: a Spanish...
0: A Spanish a sp- palindrome. Yeah. I'm looking up German palindromes.
1: Okay, you're going to say it in German?
0: Oh, yeah, I'll try. Give okay. it your best shot. Okay. German palindromes. List of palindromes. Oh, there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> the German name Otto. O-T-T-O. That's a palindrome.
1: Okay. But the... that could be an American name too. I mean.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, here's one that's 19 letters long, which I think loosely translates to emergency storage rack for barrels. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Lagertonen Notregel.
1: Oh well yeah, if you would have just told me the word first I would have been like yeah. that's the area that you keep your emergency barrels at.
0: Yeah, mein Lieblings Lagerton Lager Lagerton. Spitze <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Last emergency week emergency barrels. Last week we talked about we needed we need to talk about something spooky uh, quickly.
1: Yeah. Last week... Uh, well, what about the fact that Germans have a really long word that means the area that you start you store your emergency barrels? And
0: what's cool about all those German palindromes is those are all one word. Yeah. Not a long sentence of words.
1: It's just their words are so big.
0: Yeah. The powerful, powerful words. <laughs> well, last week we talked... You had that insane story about those places over in Europe where they saw a bunch of footprints for like a hundred kilometers or something like that yeah and they were like they like it shrunk down to like four inches tall and like all sorts of stuff
1: and it went through pipes and they thought it was the devil's hoof prints yeah scary I think weird
0: very weird and then I talked a little bit about the Bigfoot that was caught on a webcam
1: yes which
0: is very cool
1: in washington
0: in washington yes in Mm -hmm. snoqualmie which is also fun to say and not a palindrome a lot of Hmm. people think it is but it's like well just look at it backwards it's not um put
1: it in a mirror if you have to
0: put this inside a mirror
1: if you don't want to write it backwards then put it in a mirror
0: yeah really quick but then i also talked about animal mutilation yes yeah Which I like.
1: You love aliens and animal mutilation, which could go maybe hand in hand. You're really into.
0: I am. I do not like that animals are being mutilated. I just like the mystery around animal mutilation and how, where'd their blood go? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe
1: the blood bank.
0: You know, I don't think we've ever said that, honestly.
1: (laughs) Well, that's where bats deposit their money.
0: Yeah, in the blood bank.
1: At the blood bank. (laughs) Well, I think I am first this week.
0: Yes, I know you're first because we discussed it right before we recorded. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And I asked you. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember. Yeah. I have a fun story this week.
0: Okay, I'm really excited for it.
1: Okay, so this takes place in Ohio.
0: Okay, that's where we live.
1: That's where we live in the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Sabina, Ohio. Sabina? Sabina.
0: I don't know anything about Sabina, Ohio.
1: I don't know, but it's around Appalachia. So it's, you know, southern Ohio somewhere. Okay. It is home to one of the strangest, most morbid tales in rural Appalachia. It's a story of mystery, an extreme, unusual local hero. And the story is both bizarre and complex.
0: Okay. that's. I think that... You and I could describe one another as being bizarre and complex.
1: Well, good news. The story is just about us. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) No. So, okay. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. In the town of Sabina, Ohio, a man is in his late 40s, is found dead from natural causes on the side of the road in Sabina. Okay. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. S-A-B-I-N-A. Sabina. Sabina.
0: I would imagine that it's just Sabina. Sabrina yeah.
1: without the R.
0: Yeah, Sabina.
1: Sabina. He was alone and without identification. He believed to be a wanderer in search of a job. So townspeople claim to have seen him walking in a few days before, and he seemed kind of ill. So I think they just figured that he was a drifter and he kind of just died.
0: Maybe sicky boy.
1: Yeah, so in his pockets they were trying to find some identification and all they found was a dollar 40 and a slip of paper with the address 118 Yale Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: 118 Yale
1: Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: I was just in Cincinnati.
1: So, I'm guessing it's probably somewhat close to Cincinnati because he walked there.
0: Oh, that Sabina is close. To, I thought you said, I thought you meant that the address is close to Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm like, well, I would the think Cincinnati so. The Cincinnati
1: address is probably close to Cincinnati. Am
0: I, can I look to see where it is? If it's close to, yeah, if it's close I did to not look
1: Yeah, I did not look it up.
0: Which is par for the course for our show. And I'm very <sighs> happy that you did not because look it up.
1: Because I was doing other things, you know. What were you doing? Just looking at stuff. Well, there was a couple sales <laughs> online and it needed to happen. Just so. looking
0: at stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I found it on a map and let me see what's going on here. It's kind of close to Cincinnati. It's, it's almost literally halfway in between Columbus and Cincinnati off of 71. It's by Washington Courthouse, Ohio.
1: Okay. So yeah, Southern Ohio-ish, you know. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't find any identification on this man. Well, they did have an address. So they're like, maybe a family lives there, or maybe we can find out more about this person, like a name. So they did an investigation, and authorities arrived to the address found in his pocket just to find a vacant lot.
0: Okay, that's a little strange.
1: And it looked like it had been vacant for a really long time.
0: Like 3 or 4 days or like longer than that. Longer than that. Like 6 or 7 days? <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably like 6 or 8 days. Oh my god. <laughs> Not 7. No. But it was weird because there wasn't like a house that was just like abandoned there or it didn't look like something was just recently bulldozed down and maybe that's why he was a drifter like
0: It was just an abandoned lot.
1: Just an abandoned lot with nothing there. Weird. Yeah, so it's weird that he would have that address on him.
0: Yeah. And
1: nothing else. So the identif- the identity of the man was still a complete mystery, so they decided to name him of a nearby neighboring town Eugene. Okay. So until the meantime, they're like, well, until we figure out his name and actually can bury him, we'll call him Eugene. So, yeah. But then the town of e- like there was a whole thing cuz the town of Eugene was Little disturbed that they named a corpse that they found after them.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think I'd love it if I found out that police named an unidentified dead man after like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, just give him your name. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about Pick it. Take a
0: different name. Call him, I don't know, call like call him Yale or call him 118, which is even creepier. Ooh, like yeah.
1: specimen 118.
0: Spe- we are all specimens. <laughs> Do you ever think that that we're all just specimens?
1: I would've I mean, <laughs> Eugene is an okay name. Lens. but he's from Cincinnati, so why didn't they call him like Cincinnati?
0: Or like Cincinnathan. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: Or like Cindy Eighty. Or
0: like Cindy Eighty. <laughs> was, like, I was really trying with that one. Uh Well, wait, will you answer my question?
1: I know. We're all specimens. I heard. Don't you, you think we are? Yeah. We are.
0: (laughs) Think about it.
1: Anyways. Oh,
0: man. That's hard. That's that's (laughs) tough to grasp.
1: Eugene, the man who died, was brought to Sabina's little town funeral home and embalmed. They set the now embalmed and mummified man in a brick shed near a bus stop. And their thought was, well, if we lock him up in this glass box bus stop, then... (laughs) people might come by and be able to identify the body.
0: When was
1: this? Um, it was kind of a while ago.
0: 2004.
1: He was, okay, there was a thing about the dates. He was, they said that he was found in 1929, mm-hmm. but he was actually found in 1928. Uh. So it was quite a long time ago, but okay. I guess, you know, in the 1920s, and they were just like, yeah, we'll just lay him out I, for everybody to see. And maybe someone can identify him. So they were trying to help bury yeah, him. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, well, that's weird.
0: Their their intentions, their their hearts were in the right place, but their brains were in the wrong place.
1: Yeah, kind of. Well, like, how do we
0: know if anyone can identify him? Well, put him in a glass box by a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, honestly, in their defense, that's like, well, yeah, I mean, why not just put them in a glass box at a bus stop?
1: Well, I thought it was kind of smart to put them by the bus stop because people come in and out of town. Yeah. And people use the bus. So like you would get more people than just the town people.
0: Is that, is that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um. So, yeah, you could tell how, you know, that went. Um, they were going to they were like, let's do it for 30 day period and see if anybody can identify him or the 30, family. 30 days. Yeah. Like, you know, you could either view Eugene or you could make sure you get your shirt that you bought from H&M back at 30 days. Yeah, sure. With a full refund. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Huh. Somehow they went past the 30 days and they kind of just left the embalmed dead guy permanently housed in the shed by the bus stop.
0: Okay. Well, then it kind of becomes like a landmark.
1: Yeah. Well, the people of the town didn't find this strange after a while. They were just like, oh, it's Eugene. It's He's in our town. He lives here now.
0: If the people of Eugene didn't find it weird that there was a dead dude at a bus stop, the town of Eugene must have some real nasty freaks.
1: Well, yeah, they they must, because actually they made Eugene their town mascot for a while. Okay. Um, <sighs> Eugene also, if they didn't have him laid on the table in the glass box, they had a couch for him to rest on, um, which was cleaned and dusted. And his clothes were changed when they got dingy.
2: Who,
0: do you think it was like an honor to change the clothes or do you think it was know. like, you've been bad, <laughs> you have to go change Eugene's clothes this week?
1: I don't know. I, they kind of treated him like a puppy.
0: Puppy or a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean puppet because he can't, uh, he's not alive. Yeah. They sit him on a couch like some sort of a weird puppet. And they change his outfits depending on the season or like, oh, let's put him in the, his new collectible, I don't know, Rudolph sweatshirt or something like that. <laughs> I
1: wonder if they did dress him up for the holidays. Put
0: a Santa put a Santa beard on him <laughs> and he's, his eyes are wide open.
1: Well, the thing is so funny because it's like, it's so disrespectful to do. But so ba- disrespectful
0: or extremely disrespectful?
3: <laughs> but
1: back then they thought that they were really being respectful and this was helpful yeah. like <laughs> yeah. yeah so anyways it got to a point where local kids well, were what hold on how what would you dress
0: them up like like for, for right now february February if you had to pick an outfit out for Eugene
1: probably something Valentine's Day <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I would like I would give him like a red like a red sweater <laughs> but with like a like a hand knit like one of those um Necco wafer hearts on it yeah that said like be mine or something on the front or like text me <laughs> Or something, or like BRB, BRB in love. Oh,
1: I wonder if he had a little slit in his box that he could like put little love notes in there, like oh. you do in like elementary school.
0: That'd be cool.
1: And it says like I don't know what were some cool ones. They would have like
0: oh uh, maybe like
1: Power Ranger themed ones, oh, Scooby Doo yeah. ones.
0: Uh, it was like
1: rot row, love you.
0: <laughs> Scooby snack, more like Scooby smack on the lips. <laughs> Uh, I I want I I want to make sure. Is there were there any like Doug? Remember the the cartoon Doug? Yeah. Were there any Doug Valentines?
1: I'm sure oh, there, there probably was. Because there's Skeeter Valentine. Yeah, so it's okay, probably there we the go. Skeeter saying like, "What does he say? Ha 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 ha!" Is that Skeeter?
0: <laughs> I was Skeeter. I don't remember. Skeeter.
1: Anyway, speaking okay. of Skeeter, um, <laughs> the local kids would pull pranks on poor Eugene throughout uh, the target. years. Easy, easy target. target. Doing different things like stealing his gold teeth. Come on. Um, putting his clothes on backwards.
0: <laughs> you guys want to go so terrorize? Not
1: only did they change him? They would put his clothes on backwards.
0: Uh, do you think they would like, They would like put a they would like put a shirt on that just said "dumb idiot."
1: I'm <laughs> um, stupid.
0: I'm stupid and dumb.
1: <laughs> so he kind of became a local legend, obviously. <laughs> Um, but they didn't like that the kids were now pulling pranks and it was like, okay, this has to stop. But he was viewed um, 1.5 million times, they it by tourists coming in.
0: Oh, so Eugene was like the first viral attraction.
1: Kind of. I mean, wow. there were others, but yeah, yeah he I was guess. a... <laughs> But like the thing that's so funny is people were tormenting Eugene and people were like, oh, this is a little weird. And let's go see this dead guy because this town is weird. Yeah. But still, it took him 35 years to finally be like, you know what? Let's bury Eugene.
0: Wait, (laughs) he was there for 35 years?
1: Yeah. In a by a bus stop,
0: just this embalmed (laughs) dead man. Yeah. 35 years. I know
1: it's terrible, but. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would totally have gone to see Eugene if I would have known. Yeah. But yeah, he was there for 35 years.
0: Holy crap.
1: And had 1.5 million people come to see him. And that's not even including the people in the town like that already have seen Eugene.
0: And that's not even including the people who saw a photo of him on Twitter. <laughs> that's just the people who went there IRL. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, the the straw that broke the... Eugene's back. Oh,
0: I can't wait to hear what the, what the thing was that made him go, let's bury him. It was, wasn't that kids were stealing his teeth.
1: Well, <laughs> um, a couple of students in 1964 had broken and stole Eugene and brought him back to the Ohio State University and set him on a bench outside a campus in the middle of the night. So in the morning, everybody woke up and was freaking out.
0: Oh, man.
1: So Eugene traveled to Columbus.
0: So from from Columbus to Cincinnati is like a little bit over an hour and a half. Yeah. So these kids drove about 45 minutes.
1: With a 35-year-old dead body.
0: Well, they drove 45 minutes there and then spent probably a little while breaking him out of his glass box. Yeah. Getting a dead person in the car comfortably without, I don't know, ripping his body apart.
1: That's what I was like. How do you drive in the car for any period of time with a dead embalmed body that is it's been dead for 35 years? Yeah. Like that's terrifying and gross. Like I hope that those kids that stole them still are traumatized by the fact that they had that dead body in their car. Terrible.
0: Weird stuff.
1: But the Littleton Funeral Home was notified and Eugene was sent back to Sabina because obviously that's where the mummy belongs. And he they, liked it there the most. He liked it. And <laughs> after this stunt, they basically were like, uh, we think dead people should be buried.
0: You know what? We just realized, Earth, if you die, we're going to bury you and we won't leave you by a bus stop. For 35 years
1: <laughs> so the local town of sabina bought a headstone and finally buried eugene they put on the headstone eugene um found dead 1929 buried 1964 and oh they settled a nice little grave for him and he was kind of put under a large tree and People still go visit the tombstone of Eugene.
0: I want to go visit Eugene's tombstone. Yeah,
1: you can go see it. It's actually become kind of a spectacle because people believe that now Eugene has kind of developed this urban legend that Mm -hmm. he brings like luck and prosperity so people will go visit his tomb and they will scatter like coins they will glue coins around i thought you were
0: going to say scatter corn
1: (laughs) it will scatter (laughs) corn because he loved it um (laughs) (laughs) he was actually buried in a shirt that said i love corn the band
0: ko backwards (laughs) rn
1: There's tiny little Buddha figures. um, There's silver coins. There's Bible verses, little figurines, trinkets, everything surrounding the gravestone.
0: Holographic jiggly (laughs) puffs. I thought you were gonna say
1: like holographic uh, slammers like Pogs.
0: Oh, that would have been way better. Wait, let's rewind. Ready? (laughs) Yep, Warface. Yep, yep. Holographic Pog slammers. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, yeah, people just think that he's good luck and they bring him little gifts because they never figured out who Eugene was.
0: One of these days, you and I will go visit Eugene and bring him a gift. Okay. We will. I don't know what yet. Maybe a, a-, t- a
1: corn t shirt. Oh, yeah, duh. And we'll just drape it right over his little tombstone, shimmy it right let's, on.
0: Let's literally get Jonathan Davis's signature. From the lead singer of corn. Uh-huh. And then just so we can deliver it to Eugene's uh Headstone.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's why he died because he just wanted some corn. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: To listen to. When are they
0: finally gonna release Freak on a Leash? (laughs) Not until like another thirty some years. Well I guess I'll die.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I have a little mummy game. Oh! A little trivia question thing okay. for you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I actually entitled it, say so you want to be a, a rap superstar, because mummies are wrapped up rap.
0: Oh, and that's a Cypress Hill reference.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, question number one. Okay. We'll do it really quick. Okay. Okay, mummification started where?
0: Eugene, Ohio.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Oh, I, I just have to answer? Yeah. Okay. Well, my gut instinct is to say Egypt, but I'm not going to say Egypt. I'm going to say, what was it? Uh, Where like the first, like a really old place. Um, (laughs) Mesopotamia. Is that a place?
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: Pangea, when all the continents were one.
1: You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> South America, actually. Oh, cool. According to the reports in from Public Radio International, in ancient South America culture known as Chincharo, they were first to mummify their deceased loved ones 2,000 years before Egyptians formed their own technique.
0: Okay. So they were doing the South American technique, the OG rap technique. Yup. That's cool. Very
1: cool. Question number two. Uh, the Egyptian mummification process took how many days?
0: Seven.
1: Close. Seven-D.
0: Uh, uh, oh, so I thought it wasn't close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had the seven.
0: Clo- Seven-D?
1: Yeah. That's so, a long time. Um, the Smithsonian Institute explains how a special priest would perform the ritual by reciting prayers throughout the process, starting by removing all the internal organs They saved those to either be placed into jars around the body or later embalmed and replaced back inside.
2: Ah. Then
1: they would use a special type of salt called natron to remove all the moisture from the body. After making the deceased appear as lifelike as possible by filling in sunken areas with linen and adding fake eyes, they would begin wrapping them with hundreds of yards of linen, resin was also used between the layers of cloth to keep it secure.
0: Cool. Now here's a little fun fact. Natron is the name of my uh, robot that I'm building. Oh yeah yes. what Natron. did your
1: robot do? huh? What's he do? like what's... mummify people? Oh okay yeah. cool that makes sense.
0: Natron then. 36.
1: Question three <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Speaking of their organs, what organ did they not touch and kept in place?
0: The liver. No. Oh, let me guess. One more. Ready? Okay. The. No, that's definitely not it. The pancreas. No. Okay.
1: Despite removing all the other organs, the Smithsonian Institute revealed that ancient Egyptians would never remove the deceased heart. As I was going to say that one. They believed it to be the center of the person's being and intelligence, which is funny because you have a brain mm-hmm. for intelligence, but you know, okay, they were close. Well, you and I have
0: brains for, I, if we're being polite intelligence.
1: And I think we don't use them yeah, 40% we don't. of the time. 40 well...
0: 80. <laughs> close. 80.
1: <laughs> Number four. Okay. How much would a mummy weigh if you dug one up and unwrapped him?
0: Seven pounds.
1: No. Do you want one more guess?
0: Four pounds.
1: Oh, you're so close.
0: Three pounds.
1: Five pounds.
0: Wow. Because
1: they take everything out of him and then they yeah. just wrap up his skin suit. Gross. Okay, last question.
0: So, sort of like you're unwrapping a specimen. If <laughs> yeah. you will.
1: Last question, you yeah. ready?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: They would often leave a mummified person's mouth open. Why?
0: So their soul could come out of it.
1: Part that's part of it. Oh,
0: so they could burp. And then there's the, so they could burp their ABCs and then <laughs> they, their soul could come out.
1: And they could tell Eugene hi. Yeah. No, it was actually that they could eat, breathe, and drink in the afterlife. Oh,
0: that's cool. That's cool. I like that.
1: I just think it's really cool the traditions they had. I mean, we still have these traditions when we bury people, but I feel like that's kind of just starting to fall by the wayside. And Well,
0: I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to a funeral in like a, a, a legit funeral in a while, but I remember uh, one growing up, like you would put... Uh, some things that you liked in the casket with the person. Yeah. Some of like your own personal possessions because you wanted them to have them.
1: But it's like, it's weird because not everybody has the same ritual now. You're like right. it seemed like for that time, like that's what your tribe did. Like Yeah,
0: your your culture. Yeah, there's, yeah. I remember in undergrad, I took a class on the death and funeral practices of a lot of different cultures. Yeah. I did get a D minus.
1: Oh, but... so everything you're saying right now, we can't, we have to snopes it because...
0: You can snopes it, but I did go every single day. It's just mm-hmm. because was I... Was that a
1: lie too? Or... No,
0: that's true. Okay. But I didn't You went do... every
1: day and still got a D minus? Yeah,
0: I was 18. Of so course I got a D minus. do you get a C minus. for like
1: participation?
0: No, of course participation? Not. Of course not. Nope. At least not this professor. Uh, he was—he still is. He's very short and mm-hmm. has glasses and gray hair, and he did not like me. But I was there maybe every that's day. why
1: you didn't do very well on my five-question quiz.
0: Yeah, I got a D minus.
1: You even took a college class about this, huh? Well, that's all I have for my topic.
0: <laughs> Thanks,
1: Lens no problem well should we do some mummy haunted housekeeping
0: yes and you know what's cool about haunted housekeeping
1: we get to clean up all our organs
0: attendance is uh if you want to come cool if not whatever dude everyone gets an a plus we
1: won't give you a d minus
0: nope even if you show up every day and you do all the projects you're just not good at it because you're 18
1: just for even (laughs) like kind of listening to this podcast right now whether you turn it off right after this Uh we're still gonna give you an a yeah a plus good job
0: Okay, well let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone and we're going there now in three, two, one Do you have any questions that you've been bottling up about your neighbor who you think might actually be a succubus but who might actually be a ghost posing as a succubus well you're in luck because you can call our not so brand new but still new and shiny state-of-the-art aerodynamic spooky spouses hotline and ask us any question that you want
1: we will hear your question we will try to answer your question we sometimes we help
0: and sometimes we don't help but that's okay So do you have any questions about if your plants can actually hear you talk about your murder
1: plans coming up? If your cat has another family that he's been secretly hiding from you?
0: If you think one of your legs might actually be somebody else's leg?
1: If there is a monster actually under your bed and your mom is wrong? Or if you think
0: you can get Bigfoot on speakerphone and maybe let us talk to the Bigfoot that lives behind your house? Call our hotline whenever you want the phone number is 803-816-2667 and if you're looking at your phone when you type the number out which most people do
1: and you feel like hmm, that number isn't spooky enough
0: 2667 spells booze there you go which that is eh, five percent scary so again the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Call anytime you want. We'd love to hear from you and we'll answer your questions on our show.
1: We are also part of the scavengersnetworkparty.com. <laughs> you can find us at scavengersnetwork.com, us and a bunch of other podcasts. If you would like to support us or any of the other shows on the network, you can donate one to $500 million and get extra bonus content. What we hit. Ha- We've done swell spells. We've done collabs with other people. It's really fun.
0: Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a patron and help us keep the lights on or help us keep the lights flickering because it's haunted.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's just a small joke. You can. You can get access to, like Lindsay was saying, we've done some spells, some collaborations. There's some Myth Takes bonus content. There's some WIDK bonus content. And there's a lot more bonus content coming up and we're very excited about it. So again, patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor if you like our show and you want us to keep making the show. Or if you just want to check out all the other shows on the network maybe dipping your toes in the scavengers network or the Patreon pool go to scavengersnetwork.com do some browsing, some poking and some prodding and then just take a gander.
1: We also have a merch store where you can get some crazy, spooky, fun, great merchandise there.
0: Maybe 2020 is the year you want to start using a coffee mug maybe yeah. 2020 is the year you want to use you want to start using a mouse pad and just cut the crap
1: maybe you don't have any clean shirts and you're like you know what i think i'll just order a spooky spouse's shirt and then i'll be good
0: you can do that i mean you can literally buy whatever you want you're an adult it's your money and if you would like to keep up to date with our show you can follow us on twitter or instagram at spooky underscore spouses, or you can send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com.
1: Show us some love, follow along, write us something, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and if you'd like to, you can rate and review the show whenever you'd like, if you'd like, or just help us spread the word about our show by telling a buddy of yours.
1: Or telling an enemy, we don't care. We'd also like to give a shout out to Eli Chambers. He is on Twitter at Eli who does music, and he has written the theme song that you hear at the beginning and the and the end. Say maybe you just want a theme song for making coffee in the morning. He can do that for you.
0: Say you're starting a podcast about how you think your dog has been scheming to eat your body the second you fall asleep. Eli can make you some theme music specifically for your brand new podcast that you're going to start.
1: Maybe you're like, hey, Eli, I woke up this morning. And I'm crabby and I want a song that makes me even crabbier.
0: Yeah, he can do that, too. He's a little bit of a warlock when it comes to tunes and sounds and sonic waves
1: that's because he has flute arms and i think he has trumpet thighs
0: he does have trumpet thighs (laughs) so follow eli at eli who does music and have him write you some tunes he's good at it
2: hey eli do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast hey ty that sounds fun do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us nope just you okay will i be on the whole time Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character quests" on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promised not to kill my character, right? No promises. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs)
0: I just spent about a few, maybe 15 or 20 seconds trying to think of a joke, and I couldn't think of one. It was going to be mummy-related, but either way, welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here, and uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I was going to apologize for not making a joke, but I'm not going to apologize because it probably wouldn't have been very good.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the typical, like, call your mummy Hey,
0: and that's a wrap on Haunted Housekeeping.
1: Hey, I used the wrap pun.
0: Okay, well then let me think of another one really quick. <laughs> uh, because I feel like we kind of have to now.
1: Uh, it's a hard one. Is it? I don't know. Maybe people can call us and tell us if they have any mummy puns.
0: Yeah, call us with some mummy puns.
1: We need some.
0: We need one. Well, now we do, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need something to put on my resume. Mummy pun? mummy puns under awards
0: under awards (laughs) uh yeah if you want to you can call our hotline and just tell us your favorite mummy pun or mummy joke 803-816-2667 that'd be great we'd love it
1: yeah i really can't think of any fun ones no well now i'm sad
0: (laughs) i'm sad too but you know we've never said that we're funny or smart so yeah well i think it's fine okay Linz, i have a little bit a small little taste of some breaking booze. Okay. You ready for it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A little, a little bit of Bigfoot action in North Carolina. North Carolina couple sees a Bigfoot. And man, oh man, is this one vague.
1: <laughs> is that it?
0: <laughs> no, I wish that would be it. <laughs> and I'm getting this from cryptozoologynews.com. Thank you for existing cryptozoologynews.com. Two people in North Carolina say they came upon a, quote, huge Bigfoot. End quote. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a huge Bigfoot.
1: Oh, because usually they're small.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Or they're gigantic. But this one was huge. Okay. Denise Galindo, so full name, told the BFRO that she and her husband were driving in Swain County at dusk when they saw the unidentified primate a few days ago. Oh, and this was updated on Cryptozoology News seven hours ago. So earlier this morning or like this afternoon... Uh, on 0202-2020. Here's a quote from our buddy Denise. There was a very strange-looking, what I thought was an odd-looking man, and as we passed it, I said to my husband, that is a strange-looking person. <laughs> and as I looked into the rearview mirror, it stood, it stood up on the road and was watching us driving away, and that is when I realized what it really was, she said. Her husband, she reports, wanted to go back to investigate. Quote As we approached that area, we saw it on the side of the road watching us. It was massive. My husband got out of the car to get a better look and to kick its butt. I made that last part up. We were about 100 yards away and nothing was obstructing our view. I yelled at my husband to get back into the car and I managed to turn my Jeep around and I got the heck out of there, she explained.
1: Without her husband?
0: Uh, it doesn't say. So let's just say to make the story better, she left her husband in the middle of the road mm. to f- to fight the Bigfoot, uh, <laughs> in a game of big big stick footstic- big big fisticuffs. Yeah, big footstacuffs. The creature was described as seven to eight foot tall, humanoid, covered in long black hair. Now we get a little we we get a little BFRO cameo. BFRO investigator Matt Moneymaker. Says he considers the two eyewitnesses credible and that, quote, the report is legit, end quote.
1: Yeah, what proves that? He just thinks that
0: they're credible. Mm. Like almost every person Matt Moneymaker has ever invested or ever, uh, what, interviewed on Finding Bigfoot. Every single person is like, I believe them. Yeah. I believe what they're saying. They seem credible.
1: They were a couple of nuns.
0: They were a couple of nuns. I think
1: they're telling the truth.
0: They gotta be. (laughs) However, there was no explanation as to why the people reporting the sighting didn't provide photographic evidence. This is particularly strange because they had time to go back and see the alleged creature a second time.
1: Right, exactly. You had time to go back and you didn't think to whip out your phone. Everybody whips out their phone and takes pictures of any meal they eat.
0: Yeah, I any... almost took a picture of the meatloaf we had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost. I mean, I'll take pictures of cookies, send them to you. Yeah. So to not have your phone out with a possible Bigfoot. Yes. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Everyone I has a phone. It. Everyone, people even have a smaller version of their phone on their wrist that I've seen people look at their look at their Apple watches or uh, or something similar and their phone at the same time. Like look at them both just have one
1: why doesn't anybody ever ask alexa if it's a bigfoot
0: i don't know if it is or not (laughs) do you want to play jeopardy (laughs) that's what she'll say
1: and then she's too loud and then bigfoot runs away because he hates jeopardy Mm -hmm. and
0: wait i want to do an experiment really quick if Mm. anyone has an alexa uh sorry if sorry if we're triggering it but this is part of the game um if you're listening to it on a phone or our show on a phone or anything, maybe pause it and then put a speaker or something up to your Alexa. And I want to see if this works. Starting, I'll give it a few seconds. Alexa, make a fart sound. Okay, hopefully that worked. And I just want to see if it did. Because if it did, that will make me very happy. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, Linz, you remember last week I talked a little bit about... At the very end of the animal mutilation thing, I talked about a story that dealt with a person. Right. Okay. So there was this project that the FBI was doing called Project Grudge.
1: Mm, It sounds pleasant. It
0: sure does. And there are different Project Grudges. And this one was number 13. Okay. So what Project Grudge was, it was a short-lived project by the U.S. Air Force to investigate unidentified flying objects. The grudge seceded Project Sign in February 1949 and was then followed by Project Blue Book. The project formally ended in December 1949, but continued in a minimal capacity until late 1951.
1: Wasn't Blue Book the... isn't that the place you go to look up the value of your car?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kelly blue book yeah I'm it's creepy kelly in there blue
1: book this ufo how much is that alien
0: worth Open up your kelly blue book
1: <laughs> can you put ufo in kelly blue book probably maybe maybe they'll give you an estimate
0: maybe there's like the fbi version of a kelly blue book but it's the like we'll just say the smelly blue book yeah where it has the uh, suggested resale value for all different types of UFOs and then also like alien artifacts, alien cadavers. Mm-hmm. That would be a cool book to put out. The smelly blue book.
2: <laughs> and yeah. So
0: there's like different chapters, right? Chapter one, let's just say alien artifacts. Start small, go big. The last chapter would probably be aircraft or maybe even alien weapons.
1: It probably wouldn't be in U.S. currency.
0: Oh, it'd be in like Glarful bucks or like Snarfle yeah. Cash.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Snarfle Cash, but I thought <laughs> Glarful bucks would be <laughs> acceptable as well. But
0: then they would also need to have the um, what's it called? The like currency rate in U.S. bucks, because if you wanted to sell it in the black market,
1: maybe Nepple. <laughs> N- Nepple <laughs> Cash.
0: Is that another alien currency? Yeah. Okay. So we have Garful Bucks, Snarfle Cash or something. Yeah. And then you said Nepple. Nepple. Okay. N-E-P-L-E. Sure. Okay. Well,
1: it's not spelled with R letters. It's spelled with outer space letters. But
0: it's pronounced in... It's kind
1: of a symbol like Prince.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: But yeah.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite alien currency?
1: um probably don't say
0: nepple um, <laughs> okay
1: besides that probably gerbil gerbil gerbil
0: wait gerbil
1: gerbil spell it well see so you can't because it's in oh, symbols oh. Well, what
0: is it what what is it does like does it look like anything um
1: it kind of looks like <laughs> a flower sprouting but instead of a flower it's a potato hmm yeah okay
0: well, speaking okay. of potatoes, so I wanted to read the very uh, end of this story really quick that I was hinting at last week because it's pretty intense. Okay. It's, so there was this incident in March 1956 that involved Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett who was assisting a guy, Major William Cunningham, in the White Sands Missile Testing Grounds near Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. While searching for scattered debris from a rocket test, Cunningham was shocked when he heard a loud scream. Thinking Lovett had perhaps been bitten by a snake, Cunningham crossed the dune to aid Lovett when he reportedly witnessed one of the most bizarre human extraterrestrial encounters. Mm -hmm. Instead of finding Lovett. Now, I'm going to ask you not to buckle up, but just bear with me for a second.
1: (laughs) Joseph Gordon Lovett?
0: Close. Okay. Jonathan P. Lovett.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Johnny (laughs) Porden Lovett. Instead of finding Lovett. Oh, Lovett. Sorry. I messed up.
1: Oh, so it's not even Lovett.
0: No, it's Lovett.
1: I was just thinking of Joseph. JGO. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a cool guy. Okay. All right. Well, I
1: guess let's get Lovett's.
0: Okay. Joe John Lovett's. Hey, he's fine. <laughs> Instead of finding Lovett nursing a snake bite, Cunningham recounted seeing the soldier being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around his legs, connected to a silver disk hovering in the air 15 to 20 feet away. What? Cunningham watched, frozen in horror, as Lovett was pulled into the craft which then rose vertically into the sky. The Major then stumbled towards his Jeep and radioed for assistance. Okay, so that part, don't believe. The next part, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think he watched too many sci-fi movies.
0: Or I think uh, whoever was reporting the story got really stoked about it and was like, oh yeah, and then there was a big snake arm and it gave me the middle finger it made a fart, a fart sound as it pulled my buddy up into ship and then it flew away. That's what I think, Mm. but I think I, I, I think I believe the next part security teams arrived and the disturbed Cunningham was confined to the base hospital for observation and treatment after retelling what he believed he witnessed. According to Joseph's military encounters book, base personnel did confirm an unidentified radar contact near Holloman at the time Lovett vanished. The base dispatched search parties into the desert. But it would be three days before Lovett's corpse was discovered, and it was naked. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Some 10 miles from the site of the alleged abduction. So everything aside from the abduction, I'm I'm all in for, I believe.
1: Do you think an animal just got him?
0: Uh, Maybe. Maybe a real nasty one. Mm. From all indications, the body had been exposed to the elements for 24 to 48 hours. According to English... The report offered no... Oh, English was the guy who was telling the story. Uh, the report offered no explanation of what might account for the missing third day. The autopsy performed on Lovett raised more questions than delivered answers. His tongue had been cut from the lower portion of the jaw, like all the animals we were talking about.
1: Right. His
0: eyes gouged out, and his oops daisies were gone. In, hmm. the, in the Air Force medical examination report pertaining to the incident the coroner remarked on the apparent surgical skill used to remove organs, in particular the uh uh-ohs. Perhaps most puzzling was the fact that the body had been completely drained of blood, but surprisingly there was no vascular collapse usually associated with death by bleeding. Though grudge reports 1 through 12 have been declassified, along with report number 14, no official mention or accounting of this grudge report number 13, which is the one I'm pulling this from, exists. The Lovett and Cunningham case remains unsubstantiated and no follow-up reports regarding the incident, if it in fact did happen, are available.
1: And when was that that it happened?
0: I think 56, 51 or 56.
1: So that's quite a while ago. Yeah,
0: it sure is.
1: So, see, I don't know. I, like, with all the mutilations and that happening now to a person, I've never heard of it happening to another person besides that one.
0: Neither have I. And that's, again, it's a story that someone who said that they were in the Air Force or working with the FBI that they were associated with. So it was from a third party, but... What's weird is that if that is the alleged grudge report number 13, right, out of uh, a ton of what used to be classified reports that have now been declassified, they have grudge report 1 through 12, no number 13, but then they have number 14.
1: So they did something with it.
0: This is what they this is what this guy English who was telling the reporter about the story. Mm-hmm. This is what the dude with the last name English, was saying that happened in 13. But they've right. hidden it or destroyed it because they don't want anyone to know about it. But all the other ones with like mildly weird stuff are now
1: declassified. I, okay, so my thought process on the whole thing is I don't think it's aliens. Okay. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not an alien person. Plus, I figure that aliens have to come into our atmosphere, our planet. Yes. So they're easily spottable.
0: You would think so, yes. because
1: you would get to see them. So it's like I don't think that they, if there are aliens, I don't think they come here often.
0: I think you're right
1: because they're too easy to spot. Well, now, and they have
0: a they they have plenty of shopping on their planet. You right. don't need to come here to shop.
1: Bigfoot, don't think Bigfoot's destructive, nor no. he's kind of animalist like animalistic. So I don't think he'd be that surgical precision.
0: No, I don't think so either, unless. Bigfoot had one powerful punch that was so strong, your tongue flew out of your mouth with surgical precision, mm-hmm. and your oops-a-daisies popped off your body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everything just shoots off of your body. And your
0: blood squirted up into the air with such force that your veins still were not deflated. Yeah. So again, this this story is all, it could be fake, but it is it is a weird coincidence that... Well,
1: if it isn't fake... Mm-hmm. My thought process is demonic or witch. Like I said, I think it's something like that, as opposed to like aliens or a group of people, Mm -hmm. because we all know that groups of people don't exist.
0: No, I think (laughs) people people only exist. People are very solitary.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no groups of people. Yeah, that's not a real thing. Like I don't believe in
0: that. In groups of people.
1: But witches, I do. <laughs> yeah. Groups of witches, now I don't know.
0: That's hard. That's, you know. It's difficult to comprehend a couple, yeah, like more like, than one witch hanging out.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like, nah, you're tipping on unbelievable.
0: Like, I try to just comprehend two to three people hanging out together, which would be like a small group. And mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to even picture that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird.
1: It is really weird. Well, that's why there's two of us because like two's not a crowd. Yeah. And like we don't talk to anyone else. <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. So we can communicate with people, but like we don't hang out in a group of them.
0: No, you're right.
1: Because I'm afraid that their tongue will come out and their blood will drain out of their body.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: But I don't that's really <laughs> weird. Whether that's true or not, I don't know because I feel like we have a lot of classified government things that yes. I'm like eh,
0: yeah, I I there there was one that's that that you can find online pretty easily about animal mutilation. I think it's like a four-page document. Mm-hmm. It's nothing particularly exciting and I was waiting to see way more, but again, I've only done like some surface level
1: right. scraping.
0: I want to like do a little bit more digging.
1: Well, what do you think it is?
0: I again, this whatever, okay. So, we're we're all in the camp now just for the sake of our show mm-hmm. that this Everything except for the alien serpent hand. Uh, everything, yeah, I don't
1: know. Like, is it uh, the arm? It looks like a snake?
0: I think it was just like a long... Just think like an octopus tentacle. Just went and uh-huh. then pulled this guy into the ship. So okay. that, no, I, I, I do not believe that. Okay. Um. I, I'd love to be proven wrong because that would be excellent. But I, I I do not believe that part. But everything else, them finding him three days later in the desert, 10 miles away from where he was originally... Uh, abducted or where he vanished from Mm -hmm. everything from there i believe but i would think that whatever did it to this dude love it is the same thing that is or was doing it or same type of thing to the livestock
1: do you think it's just the like mother nature he was found in the desert
0: he was found in the desert well they couldn't his blood
1: have dried up
0: I don't think your blood just does that.
1: Though. And your buzzards ate your tongue and your uh-ohs? I
0: mean, that I could see. I I could see buzzards snacking on an uh-oh. <laughs> but with it's 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 the whole thing with surgical precision. Okay. And this story was from the 50s. And I guess maybe I I only say that because it's like we haven't had you know, the amount of these stories that have happened since then that people can then like reference these stories to make it seem similar to other things that have happened. I, I feel like this type of story is easier or is more difficult to fake because it happened so long ago. Yeah. I don't know. But as, as far weird. as as far as like what is doing it, no clue. And that's why I'm fascinated by it.
1: Right. Well, it's unusual that we haven't heard much about it until recently.
0: Yeah, it's been popping off recently.
1: So that's interesting that they have reports that it happened back in the 50s, Mm -hmm. and it's been kind of quiet until recently.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Uh, Weird. It is very weird. But, Linz, really quick, we have a few minutes left. Do you want to take a very quick voicemail from our haunted hotline? Yes, I do. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yep. Hey, Lindsay and Jordan. Um, It's
2: Katie Diddy, and I am just calling to see if you have any insight on the numerical probability of your workplace being haunted. I work for a case manager agency who helps people who live in assisted living facilities, so they're primarily old people who die all of the time. And, like, they're not ever in my office, but all of their old stuff is, so... Am I haunted? I just was walking around in the back, and all the lights were off, and I thought, hmm, ghosts. Okay, bye.
0: I think that the likelihood of your place being haunted, Katie Diddy, also high, good to hear from you, Uh, because you have a lot of (laughs) dead people things in there, I think it's pretty high.
1: I think you should really like except this whole you have dead people you basically have the zach bagans haunted museum
0: oh yeah but instead of dolls it's like paperwork and like framed photos
1: so you need to start charging people when they show up
0: after hours (laughs) don't tell anyone
1: side business yeah
0: side hustle in your main hustle and then call it like okay so we can, we can work more out with logistics and mm-hmm. like aesthetic and design and logos and merch yeah. for Katie Diddy, but we need a name for Katie Diddy's after hours, like ghost, um, I
1: don't ghost know. museum. Diddy's dead house.
0: Diddy's dead house is pretty good.
1: Yeah. Is that okay?
0: Uh, Katie Diddy's ghost committee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she,
0: well, I guess they would be, I kind of like Diddy's dead house. And then maybe like a Diddy's Instead Dead. Instead of
1: like Dr. Drew's, like, what is it?
0: Oh, Dr. Drew After, after Dark. dark. Yeah. it's
1: Katie Diddy After Death. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one's not bad.
1: Well, where I work, which is home right now, um, I don't think it's haunted because we used the spirit box and all it said was Linda. So yeah. if there is a Linda here, then, I mean, I just have a Linda, but yeah. you work at a university that is very haunted
0: i do yes that's true
1: which most universities are kind of haunted i
0: feel like every place that's over 100 years old is probably haunted
1: yeah because they're just old places Mm -hmm. but yeah that's really funny that you're surrounded by haunted objects
0: can we can we just for now this name isn't set in stone but we can maybe just uh diddy's diddy's dead house that one's the most fun to say
1: it's easier, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like Diddy's Dead House.
1: Diddy's Dead House. And you're just surrounded. Like, maybe you need a Twitter.
0: Oh, Diddy's Dead House. Diddy's and maybe... Dead House.
1: And you take pictures of random haunted objects and just tell a little bit about them. Like, post the picture. Tell a little bit about them. Just leave it kind of vague and, and cryptic.
0: You know what, Katie Diddy? Hmm. We... Well,
1: <laughs> I was answering for Katie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> uh...
0: What we could do is, or what what you could do, there are these motion-activated security cameras you can get on the internet, Wyze, W-Y-Z-E. And if you know about these, I'm sorry if I'm explaining something that you already know. Like, uh, I, I will soon explain how to brush your teeth, but that's for another show. Mm. But what, what you can do is set them to turn on and send you a notification when they notice movement. So what you could do is put a camera back in this room And set it far away so you get a big wide shot of the... What we're just going to call now the the Dead House. And then whenever it does it, it'll record the video. And then you can upload those to that Twitter profile, Diddy's Dead House. Or Diddy After Dark or whatever. And then maybe you could start... charging ghost investigation crews to come there and, like, set up shop.
1: I would pay to go to Diddy's Dead House. Yeah. Except, like, I would be the person that shows up at the daytime and everybody would be like, you don't even have an an elder here. What are you doing here?
0: Oh, yeah, I was here. Oh, wrong place. I just
1: want to wait here.
0: I must be thinking of the KFC (laughs) next door. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: I think it's haunted for sure. It's gotta be. It's yeah. gotta be.
1: I mean, I personally, I'm just trying to think of all the places that I've worked in my life, and I don't think any of them have ever been haunted. I think
0: same. Well, uh, yeah, r- right now, but I haven't noticed anything. Like, especially like in the buildings I'm in.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's unusual.
0: Lucky you, K. Dit. That's sweet.
1: Have fun at the dead house.
0: And we'll talk more about it soon. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll start doing some branding for you and. Uh, We can we can make this a collaborative thing. But but at the end of the day, yes, do charge people to come into your place of business after hours um, and just say like, oh, I'm just going to put in volunteer hours off the clock because I just I love my job. And then don't tell them what you're actually doing.
1: What if Katie gets eaten by a ghost? She won't. Then that's our fault. No, no, (laughs) it's not. Well, we would like to thank <laughs> Eli Rexford Chambers for the music that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. Check it out. He has trumpet arms and, or no, he has flute arms yeah. and trumpet legs. I'm so sorry, Eli. I got them mixed up.
0: And he has a clarinet butt.
1: That's an odd shape for a butt.
0: <laughs> that's the noise. What's well, the noise his butt makes. Boop. Like a clarinet noise. Oh. Uh. And we would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network for hosting our show, for being wonderful. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and do some clicking and some browsing of all the shows there. You can go to the merch store and check out the Spooky Spouses merchandise along with all the other merchandise. We just got a bunch of our merchandise in and it's nice. And the mug... works (laughs)
1: i drank my coffee out of it weird this morning
0: it does work
1: so it does that too
0: or if you'd like to help support our show or the network in general you can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and donate like a buck Two bucks, six hundred, no, five hundred million dollars a month and help us keep the lights flickering and help us make more stuff and do more stuff. That's a really good slogan.
1: We'd also like to thank each and every one of you, because without you guys listening, we aren't doing this.
0: We aren't here.
1: So, yeah, thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually, thank you a lot. Because we're going on year three in October of doing this show. And we have a blast. And we have have so much fun knowing that you all have fun listening to our show. So sincerely, always, all the time, thank you. Well, oh, hey, call our spooky hotline if you want us to answer a question of yours. Or if you have something to say. 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOS. Call whenever you'd like. So I guess until next Monday, which will not be a palindrome day,
2: Mm -mm.
0: have a day or have a week up until then where you charge people to come to your place of business after hours and maybe you like show them how you can front flip.
1: Yeah. Sorry. It just went through my head that I'm like weird that I talked about this town of Sabina And they kept Eugene, which is a mummified guy. And then Katie Diddy has a place where there's dead people. And maybe we could re-dig up Eugene and take him to Katie's dead house.
0: We could, yeah.
1: Anyways, have a Eugene Tuesday.
0: Please. (laughs) And we'll see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Molly is our dog. Molly is our pal. Molly is our friend. Friend. <laughs> um, um, she, she likes, likes certain, certain things, things. Not, not all, all things. things, just, just particular, particular
0: things. things. <laughs> 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 okay, keep going a little bit. I'm, I'm this. I promise, I really am doing something.
1: She, she had leftover over meat meatloaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: throwing me off. Uh, what? Okay, go. Huh? Ahead. investigation investigation investigation, situation
0: one more word really quick out of nowhere
1: uh little
0: little okay thank you you're welcome Uh, all right the scavengers network creator driven
1: community focused
3: treasured content podcube podcasts from the past delivered to the future With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain.
0: What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus?
3: What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy?
0: You can discover with PodCube.
3: PodCube's patented, time-agnostic articulated Newton mechanics allow for high definition streaming of 8 petabyte per second audio from any time or place in space or time or place.
0: Our Galileo Pod delivery system is an intrusive, and
3: designed to blend in, no matter when or where it goes, to deliver your PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. The finest bespoke headwear, highest quality garments, and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful Prumpleshire, UK. Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. They will.